Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. And of course, plenty of things to talk about. And I don't want to talk about the Trump indictments at all. I'm I'm done with that for the time being. I want to move on to some other things. Plenty of things, of course, to discuss. Let's start in the state of Louisiana. Because there is a local issue that I think is very important to uh to discuss. So in Jefferson Parish, the Jefferson School Board is going to vote to shut down eight underperforming schools. And these are schools that are in predominantly black areas of the parish. And there are activists out that are saying this is going to disproportionately affect the black community. And now the Southern Poverty Law Center is also out there uh, writing letters to uh, the Jefferson Parish School Board to tell them not to do this. And the Jefferson Parish School Board, the argument they have received from the SPLC is black students are attending at a much higher rate than white students in most cases. There's almost like seven to one. So closing those schools has a disproportionate impact on black students in Jefferson Parish. I would like to clue you all in on something. You need to be aware of something. Closing a school doesn't mean those kids aren't going to school. The schools are being moved out of predominantly black areas. Those students are going to be going to school outside of those areas. They're going to be going to other nearby successful schools, or at least more successful than these eight that are going to be closed. Uh, Five on the west bank of Jefferson Parish and three on the east bank. That is where those schools are located. Here's the problem with the SPLC and these others getting involved. I understand the importance of keeping schools open in these neighborhoods, in these areas. I understand the importance of community and culture. But if the schools are not performing, you are actively actively working to the detriment of the students because I'm sorry if your school has perennially been an F school with the exception of a few D schools, uh, D grades uh, sprinkled in there for flavor. You're not doing anything that actually benefits the students. Now, as one protester mentioned, this is a, they said in a, uh, in a story at Fox, uh, fox8live.com. They have produced from judges to lawyers to singers, musicians, doctors, the pastor said. This is a school that's produced giants in our community and has continued to produce giants. Their test scores are up. Their enrollment is actually up, and we're so excited about the future of Washington. And now we're at this place where they're trying to, t- trying to place our school. Here's the issue. The kids are still going to go to school. They're not going to just, we have truancy laws. The kids have to go to school. But the kids need to be educated. And they need to be sent to schools that can accommodate those kids' needs. The status quo. I've mentioned this as the greatest sin of the John Bell Edwards administration in Louisiana is stagnation. The fact that Louisiana hasn't gotten better It's gotten a little worse just in terms of some of his policies, but really, Louisiana has been rotting from stagnation. 
it hasn't had a chance to improve. It's just been sitting there, rotting, doing nothing. The greatest sin of the John Bell Edwards administration, and that is the greatest sin of the public education system as well. Stagnation in public education is the worst. Keeping the status quo is the worst thing you can do for these kids. But that's exactly what's happening. The public education system is rotted with stagnation, primarily from teachers, unions, and public education activists who see any sort of reform as a threat to the status quo. But the fact of the matter is the status quo is what's failing our kids. School systems are at their best when they are trying innovations, even if the innovation doesn't work. Okay, this didn't work. Go back to the drawing board. Try something else. When schools are constantly trying new things, when they are trying to innovate, when they are trying to do what's best for students, not best for the status quo, not best for the teachers and the unions, not best for the public education system as a whole, but what's best for students, that's when public school systems are at their best. And that is very clearly what the Jefferson Parish school system is trying to do. They are trying to shut down schools that have been underperforming for years and get those kids to better places. The Southern Poverty Law Center wants to keep kids in Southern poverty. I wish I could claim credit for that, for that line, but this is from Scott McKay at the Hayride. But he's absolutely right. Keeping these kids trapped in failing schools, robs them of opportunities to get out of bad economic situations. It allows them a chance to get out of bad societal situations. It allows them to get out and see the world and explore and give them opportunities to do all sorts of great things. And yes, the school may produce some giants. The school may produce doctors, and it may produce judges, and it may produce all these other wonderful civic leaders and professionals and historic figures. These schools may do that, but that's on an individual basis. That's on the merit of the child. The child grows because the child is well cared for, and the child's Needs are being met, not just at school, but at home. And that child is probably working their butt off to make the best of that situation. The schools overall are not doing well. And so for every judge, every doctor, every singer, musician, lawyer, politician that comes from these classes, from these grade levels at these schools, for every one of them, there's 20 others who who don't get anywhere close to that. And they may not be screwed for life. They may not be completely out of any sort of social or economic growth. But a lot of them do get stuck because the system was stuck. We are at a point in our country where the education system desperately needs reform. And you may be all 100% on board with everything Ron DeSantis has done in Florida. You may be all on board with what Tennessee is trying to do right now in terms of protecting schools. And you may be all on board with what Texas is doing and what these other states are doing. You may like what the Republicans in Baton Rouge are trying to put forward in the state legislature. And a lot of those ideas I agree with. Some of those ideas I have some strong feelings about. 
Some of them I'm wary of, but I like the idea that we're trying to change things, that we're trying to break the status quo. It's the status quo that hurts our kids. And if the concern in education is about anything other than the kids, you are doing it wrong. The school referenced at the Hayride, Washington Elementary, listed as Washington Montessori School of the Louisiana Department of Education website. Its enrollment is 57% black and 36% Hispanic. The scorecard from the Louisiana Department of Education indicates that maybe, according to Scott McKay, it should have been shut down long ago. The most recent scorecard results give the school an assessment index score of a D for grades 3 through 8 in all subjects. 80% scored at basic or below, only 1% rated as advanced, the highest category. Some 82% of those students were basic or below in math. In science, 78% basic or below. Social studies, 87%, including 39% scoring unsatisfactory, the lowest category. The Jefferson Parish School System average for the amount of money spent per student is about $11,960. Washington Elementary, 15022 Taxpayers are spending more for less at Washington Elementary. And you will find people like the Southern Poverty Law Center, like teachers unions, like these activists around the country who say shutting these schools down is the wrong thing to do. You need to put more money into the system in order to make it work for these kids. No, putting more money in is not guaranteed to make it better. In fact, Oftentimes, the more money you throw in, the more money gets wasted and doesn't benefit the kids. I want schools to be fully funded. I want teachers paid more. I want their I want the best curricular uh, tools money can buy. But when you just throw money and throw money and throw money, they waste money. And they waste on things that don't work. And they give nice little administrative bonuses. And none of it actually goes to the teachers. None of it actually goes to the students. It all keeps the system stagnant. And we should be doing better for our education system across the board, not just in Jefferson Parish, not just in Louisiana, but across the board, across the country, we need to be doing the best we can for every kid, not for anybody else, but for the kids. 232-1542 or send a message through the KPL app chat. I'm going to take this break. We'll be back in just a moment right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 if you want to call in, be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPL app chat. Let's go to the phone lines now. We've got Robert on the line. Robert, how are you today? I'm doing great. Uh, I have a real big question and I also have a uh, a thing that I went to in uh, this state of Iowa, Mm -hmm. in uh, Des Moines, and I'm wondering how many schools are actually really succeeding and uh, uh, why aren't they taking and following those uh, uh, places that really succeed? So uh, I'm not sure how many of them we we would argue are succeeding because every state grades their schools a little bit differently. There's no uniform way to doing it. But what we're seeing 
is the most successful schools are incentivizing growth rather than benchmark scores. So if a teacher can go into a classroom and show that, yeah, their kids are low, but they started out really low and now they're only sort of low, rather than saying, I took a kid from unsatisfactory to complete mastery of the material, the the, the school systems in the states that focus on growth rather than those benchmarks are the ones that are more successful because they are focusing on the development of the child, not meet, meeting some benchmark. And so that's what people are trying to emulate. But of course, like I said, that is something that the unions, the activists, they, they don't like that. They, they want that. That's much harder for stu- for teachers to really focus on because it requires treating each kid individually. It requires a lot more individualized assessment time. And as a result, you can't just like have somebody walk into a room and babysit 26 kids while they do worksheets all day. Yeah, well, I went to a Votech high school in Des Moines, and I, I, I'm, I've been down in Louisiana ever since because I like the warm weather. Yeah. <laughs> but the Votech high school, when I graduated in 76, which I'm telling my age, um, had 26 different core areas where they could take and choose from, and mm-hmm. I'm just wondering why people don't uh, follow that like they do here because I've had two boys that uh, really didn't like school, mm-hmm. but if I seen them have something more to take and choose from to where they would have, you know, a Votech uh, that they could choose at, even in high school, we went to the school because that's what we wanted to do mm-hmm. in, in life, you know, and we had interests. I know all these other kids have interests in other things. And when they, when I graduated, they added six more. Yeah. I mean, they had carpentry, uh, nurses aides where they could go and learn about nursing and so forth like that. They had auto mechanics, aviation mechanics. Uh, you know, I could list on the whole thing, but you know, I'm just wondering, you know, why the people just don't see and look at these bigger things that people would take and be able to benefit from. I, because not everyone likes to have, you know, learn those uh, uh, worksheets all day long. Oh, absolutely. Robert, thank you very much for the call. Unfortunately, we're up against a hard break. Thank you for the call, 232-1542, if you want to jump in. Wilfred, I've got you on the line. After our news break, I'm going to come to you and all the other calls and messages here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation, let's jump to the phone lines now. Wilford, how are you today? I'm doing fine in yourself. I'm making it. What you got? Okay, I'm trying to give you a, a condensed version of what I think. Mm-hmm. But I know you have other callers. One, curriculum that you spoke about. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, in Louisiana, the curriculum is, is less about effectiveness for to teach the students than it is about who benefits from instituting these certain programs. Mm-hmm. And I know because I've been a part of it. Uh, they teach into the test. Yeah. And, and, and the curriculum that's going on right now makes no sense to the students, makes no sense to the teachers, it makes no sense to the parents because these things are instituted with no input from the people who have to actually do the work. Yeah, and that 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 especially to me makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
parents, students, they no longer have a responsibility. The, the, the parents don't have a responsibility for the child. The child has no responsibility because of all the different uh, excuses they make for them. Uh, where do you go from there? You know, it, it starts at home. Yeah. No, I, so if I you agree. got if you got all kind of discipline problems, if you got a curriculum that makes no sense that 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 educated people have have problems with trying to help their kids with something wrong with that picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so we, we need to address those things right off the bat. You know, and you can't save the world. I hate to say it, you can't save the world. The kids that want and that 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 deserve the help should be getting it. Uh, the, the gentleman that called ahead of me, he made an excellent point. When I was coming up, they had vocational classes where kids had a, a, another avenue to look at taking. Yeah. They, they've stopped that completely. That makes no sense. Anything that makes sense seems to go on the wayside in our educational program here in Louisiana. And not enough people, you, I mean, we talk about it between each other, but nobody's really going up and making it a point. And these people just do what they want. Yeah. So uh, uh, if things are going to change, it's not going to change at the at the legislative level. It needs to change at the home level, and then work its way into the schools because we're making teachers responsible for everything that goes on in that child's life. Oh yeah. And it's not going. And it's not going to work. It's not working. And, and nobody sees that. And the thing that that last so, point you made, I, I just real quick, that last point you made, I think, is the most important thing, because right now we're at a time in our country politically where the big fight is over whether or not parents should be uh, should have access, should be allowed to be part of this process. But on the flip side of that, you have a whole lot of parents that just don't want to be part of the process. So they send their kids to schools essentially for babysitting for eight hours. And that that doesn't create a good system either. So as much as we need to talk about reforms at the policy level, at the school level, we do need to talk about reforms in the home, basically. Yeah, boy, that's where that's when things will start working. Mm-hmm. Because when the parents make the kids responsible and the kids know there are consequences, things are going to get better. But these kids manipulate the system because they know, you know what, all they're getting is a slap on the wrist for anything they do. Oh, yeah. And they come up to be... They come up to be professional criminals with that attitude. And, and you see, that's what we're doing. We're developing a society of, of, of people who get by mm-hmm. because they know how to manipulate the system. Yeah. And they're starting to learn it at, they learn it at home and at school at a young age. And, and that needs to stop. Oh, yeah. I agree. So, I, I, I mean, I could talk to you all day. I, I'm a former teacher myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm telling you, and I'm speaking on things that I saw every single day while I was in the system. And it was the system, really, that got me out of education because everything was about everything except education. Yeah. No, I... And the people who are busting their behinds to do something positive for those kids, that's the ones they persecute. Yep. And I'm not making this up. And I'm, I'm you, you, uh, you know, people really not aware of what's going on in the school system uh, on, on a daily basis. Uh, you're absolutely so, uh, right. I know you have other callers. You know, I don't want to take all your time, but I hope someone hears this, and I hope someone's listening, and I hope you know we we start acting on it in, in a more intelligent way. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Fantastic call. I loved your input. 
Wilford, thank you very much. 232-1542 if you want to call in, be part of the conversation as well. Uh, you can also send a message through uh, through the app chat if you want to be part of the conversation that way. Uh, in fact, we've got a couple messages in. want to uh, address those real quick. Mike in Bro Bridge sends a message. Uh, Joe, what do you think about the reason for kids not performing well at school starts in the home? Doesn't really matter what school they go to. They will be disadvantaged from not having a nuclear family that helps the child learn. I agree. And the nuclear family is at constantly under attack. I mean, there are multiple studies that show that the most successful kids come from homes that are more traditionally structured. And that's not a knock against single parents or gay parents or anything like that. That's just what the studies show. So you need to do your best as parents to try to recreate those situations at home where you are active, where you are participating, where you are doing all this sort of stuff. And uh, Mike also adds in his message, now it seems like any sort of corrective measures to help a child stay on path that worked in the past are now not allowed. That's also correct as well. We we do a whole lot in the public school system to um, – Without doing it because te- you, you can't do it because it's illegal. But it's, it's essentially a hug it out mentality of discipline in a lot of schools and a lot of the school systems these days. Uh, it's the schools that stick to following through on discipline. Those are the schools that tend to be uh, very effective at maintaining control at the discipline level. And I'm not saying we need to bring paddles back or anything like that. But just, you know, enforcing the rules is... A, it, it is <laughs> just wild how successful a school can be when you are enforcing the basic rules, when you're not letting kids slide on the little things, which leads them to think they can start uh, sliding on the big things. It's just, uh, it's crazy. Some of the things that kids can actually get away with. And, and I, uh, I, how do, how do I say this? Um, I've I've praised the Lafayette Parish school system on several occasions. I praise the SRO program in Lafayette Parish. They do the best job that they possibly can given circumstances. Um, the SRO program is great. LPSS, I think, is one of the more innovative school systems in the state just looking around. But, you know, there's flaws everywhere. But culturally speaking, yes, it does start at home. Culturally speaking, yes, we do need parents that are more involved, parents that aren't apologizing their ki- uh, for uh, uh, or uh, apologizing for covering for uh, taking up for their kids when the kids have legitimately done wrong. We do need to do that. But the reforms of the education level still have to happen. We can't force social change in, in the home, but we can force social, cultural, and policy changes in our schools and in our classrooms. That's something that we really need to do. And we need competent policymakers in those positions. Going back to the app chat, because you guys are just lighting the app chat on fire today. Uh, we've got, let's see, we got one message coming in to your point on individualizing education. What if there was an advisor type system like we do in college? We technically have that, which is the counselor system in our schools. The problem is, Counselors have so much bureaucratic nonsense thrown on them as well. They're the ones who have to organize testing. They're the ones who have to organize uh, meetings on uh, on uh, SPLC, things like that. Those 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 meetings on individualized education plans for a small handful of students. They have so much that they have 
to do that they don't actually get time to be counselors. I mean, it would be great if they did. It would be great if schools were able to not just have counselors, but also the people who could organize the testing schedules and could organize all the other things that need to be done that often just gets thrown on counselors. But they never they, they never get the opportunity to be true counselors in that regard, and that ends up being a big problem for the schools as well. Counselors can't be counselors. The kids don't get the counseling services that they need. It is wild just what happens in these systems when you you don't you don't let people do the jobs that they were hired to do. You don't let the counselors be counselors. You don't let the teachers be teachers. They're everybody's buried under all this paperwork. It is incredibly frustrating. And I wish that I had a solution. I don't, but I wish that I did. All right, 232-1542, we got another call on the line before we take this last break of the day. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. What's your name? This is Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Good, man. Listen, as a a retired educator, I'm now currently working in the uh, juvenile justice system of education, but if people knew what the classroom was like in most public schools, they would not believe it. Yeah. Uh, there's such a teacher shortage right now that they're just filling the classes with warm bodies because they can't find uh, certified teachers. So you got high school, basically people with a high school degree teaching right now. And, of course, we know the kids are already, I don't know if, if you saw, but 77% of applicants or actually the entire uh, young population is not fit for armed services mm-hmm. due to either obesity or lack of academic. I did see that, or, yeah. I mean, we have an incredibly, uh, we have destroyed our society, and it started with the destruction of, of the family. And, you know, it's all coming top down from the federal government. They've created this bureaucratic disaster uh, with special education, which I'm very familiar with. They just let these kids run amok and, just basically a few kids could destroy an entire school. Mm-hmm. And it, it it is really, and it's unfair to everybody at that school. It re- It's unfair for the students. It's unfair for the teachers who are there because oftentimes those teachers are asked to pick up the slack. How many, Go around Lafayette Parish and ask every school, ask the teachers in the schools, you know, how many times are you asked to cover a colleague's class because they're out and there's not enough subs in the system? I was a substitute for half a day today before I came up here to do my, my job up here at the station. I went and I was a substitute band teacher for half a day. And, and that's and, and, absolutely my last year, my last year in, in, in high school, we didn't have a break period. We literally had to cover uh-huh. every day for a teacher because they just there's no subs either. There's no bus drivers. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how depleted our nation is it's really scary what's happening to our country it is and i i jokingly said when i when i went up to the school i was at today um they said so how long are you here and i'm saying i'm here for half a day or until i decide to go home because what are you going to fire me he said oh yeah we have substitutes lined up out the door and that's that's you know really as as sad as the joke is that's basically the situation where you can't find some you can't find teachers much less substitutes nope. And so you it's so you do get glorified babysitters in these classrooms. You get kids who are basically being walked through and as the previous caller mentioned, 
taught the test because the, the teachers don't know how to innovate the curriculum enough to give real learning to the kids. The kids automatically know how to do the stuff on the test. Yes, Joe, one more thing. If yeah. you ask, you know, 100 teachers, their number one problem in education, 95% would tell you discipline. Mm-hmm. and But nothing's really being done to fix it, which, you know, which shows, just shows where our society is going. Thank you for your uh, covering this. All right. Thank you very much, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, we've got, oh, we had somebody on the line, but we're going to go ahead and take this break. When we come back, we will wrap up the show. Your calls, 232-1542. Your messages on the KPL app chat. Lots of stuff still to talk about in the few minutes that we have when we get back. All that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 9.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Uh, breaking news, we have uh, in Tennessee, the Tennessee House has voted to expel one of its members, a Democrat. Stupid pop-ups at CNN. Uh, Democrat Justin Jones has been expelled from the Tennessee House of Representatives after he joined two other Democrat colleagues in a protest on the House floor. Um uh, I mean, the the Republicans have a two-thirds majority, which is what you need to vote to expel a member. Um, the Republicans control the House 75-23, and uh, the uh, vote was 72-25, which is not quite two-thirds. I don't know, but the, that was the vote. So Justin Jones has been expelled from the House of Representatives in Tennessee by a vote primarily of Republicans, though it looks like Republicans lost three in that one if it was on party lines. But anyway, um, that following that story, uh, there are two other votes on the way for the two other colleagues. So keep up with that. That is as things get really tense in Tennessee over gun control and uh, and uh, and and the school shooting at the Covenant School. This is all uh, related to that. So keeping an eye on that, of course, uh, I'll I'll have more on that tomorrow. I will be here live tomorrow. Um, I'm not taking Good Friday off. I, I want to be here with y'all and we'll probably talk about some Good Friday stuff, but also just kind of recapping the news of the day and the week uh, to take y'all into the Easter weekend. Uh, so I'll be here tomorrow. Make sure that uh, that we get to have all of our fun on Good Friday. 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. Uh, you can send a message through the KPL app chat. It was uh, Jay Bird who sent a message earlier. Let me know that, that vote was underway in Tennessee, uh, and so been been uh, keeping that on the TV screen and making sure on all that. So, going back to the education thing before you know we wrap up here. There's there's no perfect solution here because it education ultimately is at its best when it's individualized as much as possible for each and every student. Well, you can't do that when classrooms are overcrowded and teachers are under the classrooms are understaffed and teachers are underfunded. So you're never going to get that perfect solution where every child's needs are met. So we need to find a way to maximize the needs of every child, um, maximize meeting the needs of every child. But again, I go back to what I've been saying from the beginning. It's the stagnation. The stagnation is what's killing us. And we aren't able to, uh, 
we aren't able to move our education system forward and you have so many people fighting inadvertently or on purpose to keep things the way they are. All right, guys, that's it for me. 23 hours until I'm back here on the Joe Cunningham Show. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, or email Joe at RedState.com. Love to speak to you guys. Love speaking to y'all on the app, on the phone today. Great conversations about education. Let's do it all again tomorrow. In the meantime, if you want to find the podcast version of the show, joecunninghamshow.substack.com is where you can find the podcast version. Today's episode will be up shortly. You guys have a fantastic day. Shannon is off sides next here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.